Greetings and welcome to this, our 29th episode of Soldier of Souls. These programs are specifically designed for anyone who is attempting to find and follow the path of truth, and for anyone who is searching for directions that point to that path and that can benefit from our podcast. We invite you to join us as we travel along together in this world to live eternally with God in the next. Hi, I'm Deacon Tim Vaughn, and in this, our 29th episode, I'm going to ask you a very important question. In last week's episode, I talked about discerning the will of God, and I mentioned an important quote from Scripture from the first sorrowful mystery. Not as I will, but thou will. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss what Jesus went through during those three hours as he humanly suffered as he prayed to his fathers in the first sorrowful mystery. St. John Vianney said, I tell you that you have less to suffer following the cross than serving the world and its pleasures. Thus, let us follow the cross as Jesus and St. John and Vianney follow the cross as we pray our Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Those of you who watched The Passion of the Christ a very powerful movie directed by Mel Gibson in 2004. The opening scene is the agony in the garden. We see Jesus in a battle with Satan. This is a very deep portrayal of what Jesus went through that night in the garden. Now, if we backtrack a little bit, Jesus and his apostles had just completed the meal we call the Last Supper, where he told them that one of their tight-knit group would betray him to the authorities and that he would be killed. Then in Luke 22:39, it states, Then, going out, he went, and was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. Now let's take a minute to look at the geography of the Mount of Olives. Now as they moved away towards the Mount of Gethsemane, this olive orchard was part of an estate at the foot of the Mount of Olives. It was bordered by the road coming up from the Kidron Valley and was probably surrounded by a stone wall. 
It seemed to have been open to the public at Passover time and provided welcome relief from the crowded city. Now remember, Jerusalem at that time was filled with many crowds there for Passover, and Jesus was troubled. He needed to get away, and he is in a deep struggle between life and death, between his will and the will of his Father. Now, Jesus and his apostles gathered there as they have done many times before. Their mood was somber. They were frightened. They saw the mood of Jesus himself, and they were frightened for Jesus and for themselves. When they got to the Olive Garden, a familiar area of prayer, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and moved further up the hill, away from the larger group of apostles. Alone with his three closest friends, he let his feelings show. He was horribly aware of what was to come. He had seen other men tortured and crucified, and he staggered with shuddering horror at what laid ahead. There in the garden, Jesus himself expressed in words the intensity of his agony. His soul is sorrowful, even under death. Or as another translation said, my soul is ready to die with sorrow. The different evangelist tells it that Jesus was greatly distressed and troubled. This was Jesus' spiritual agony, something that was even more painful than his spiritual agony. In Luke 24, 22, 44, it states, He was in such agony, and he prayed so fervently that his sweat became like drops of blood falling on the ground. Jesus is the suffering servant foretold by Isaiah, who bears the sins of the world. In Isaiah 53, 4, it states, It was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured. He was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins. Upon him was the chastisement that makes us whole. The Gethsemane experience was Jesus' anticipation of bearing the guilt of all the sins of human history as if they were his own. This suffering of Jesus was the greatest suffering ever endured in the history of the human race. In Gethsemane, every sin of human history, past, present, and future, was present in this sorrowful mystery. Our Lord carried this iniquity as if it was on as if it was his own. These were in his shoulders. He felt it all this night. And in the midst of his agony in the garden, Jesus prayed. He prayed deeply to his father. He said, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Matthew 26, 39. 
this prayer of our Lord reveals the depth of his torment and anguish. But even more importantly, after that prayer, Jesus asks, not, yet not what I will, but as you will, as it says in Mark 14, 36. This reaches its climax and resolution in those words of Jesus. Now, as we see in the Gospel of Luke, he uses angels to transmit a message from God and this provides assistance for Jesus to endure this mental agony by strengthening him for the battle, giving him the resolve that he needs. And it states in Luke 42, 43, And to strengthen him, an angel from heaven appeared to him, and giving him strength. Now in the final moments in the garden, he was suddenly strong, resolute. He asked God to save him from death. God strengthening the angel as responded, giving them the strength to face what was coming. Strengthened by prayer, Jesus stepped forward to meet his fate. He rises from prayer, ready to face the hour at hand. And then he wakens his disciples with a renewed calm and a serene acceptance of the situation. Matthew 26, 46, he says, my betrayer is at hand. And Jesus has turned the face resolutely towards a crowd of soldiers moving towards him through the darkness. And he rise, he says, arise, let's be going, he says to his frightened friends. Now towards at the end of Gethsemane, Jesus obeyed his Father's will. The Gethsemane experience did not end in defeat, but it ended in victory. Jesus faces his foes, and the next day he dies, but in three days he rises from the dead. So what do we learn from these three hours that Jesus spends in the agony in the garden? We face, we face our own trials in our life when we face our own agony with God. And we may find it easy to pray like Jesus did. We may say, Father, take this cup away from me. But then it's more difficult to say the second half of the, the prayer, not my will, but your will be done. I know I have faced this many times in my life when there's been a sickness in the family and somebody's about to die. You don't want them to die, but you know it may be God's will. So you ask for the will of God, not my will, Father, but your will. But oftentimes our own betrayers may not be human betrayers. They may be other things in our life. They may be things such as illness, things such as failed relationships, divorces. They may be financial distress, losing a job, the burden of old wounds, worrying about our kids, 
But when we carry these burdens, we have no choice but to follow the will of God and allow this agony to be played out. Then we may learn God's master plan. We accept the quiet comfort of what God offers us and rise with resolute spirit and drink deeply from the cup that the Father offers us. And as we live on with our life, we see God's plan may have been the best thing for us. So as we follow God's will throughout our lives and do what he asks of us, like Jesus, we will arise in victory. So let us pray to Hail Mary for our love of his blessed mother who followed Jesus through his passion and death. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember Jesus' words, wide is the road to destruction. So we remind you to stay on the path, and we ask that St. Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn.